Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are back after a two-week hiatus. Um, it looks like we're getting on the bi-weekly grind. Like I said in the past podcast, trying to get on the weekly grind, but not quite there yet. Just still on the bi-weekly. But um, we're getting it out for you guys. We got the Super Bowl recap. We have a lot of other stuff. Olympics, MLB lockout, along with the WTF does that mean. Um, tied into the MLB lockout. And then we have the NBA awards for the three quarters of the way season. Pretty much like halfway, I guess you could call it. That sounds better. Um, Mid-season rewards for the NBA. And then the Hawks push for the play-in tournament. We're currently sitting at number 10. And then we have the NHL. And I guess from there, that should pretty much wrap up the show. But um, without further ado, or I should say with further ado, uh, we can get into some personal things. I've been having a pretty good past couple weeks. Um, obviously the Super Bowl went down, didn't win my parlays, um, so that wasn't a good start, but, um, just recently went to the High Museum with a couple of buddies, uh, got a little culture in me, and, um, also had my Christmas with my mom and brother and stepdad, uh, very belated Christmas, very, very belated, mid-February, but, um, not complaining, everybody loves Christmas, um, even though I forgot my Christmas presents, uh, because I was driving down in a hurry, I woke up early. It's just one of those things where you walk in the door and you're like, oh my god, I am here for Christmas. And I don't have a single one of my Christmas presents that I've been waiting to give to my family since before Christmas. But the reason we've had this is because there were supply chain issues and all that good stuff. So they didn't have the gifts. So it was just a whole big conundrum. And then when we finally had it all together... I'm the one that messed it up, so yeah, that kind of sucked, but still Christmas, still have their gifts, it's not like they're not getting them, um, so I guess it's not the end of the world, as you could say, but um, yeah, I got some cool Star Wars figures, Chris sent me home with some cool stuff, um, I'm trying to build like a little chess set out of all that good stuff, kind of got the clones as pawns and the Jawas as pawns and um yoda and palpatine is the queens it's pretty cool it's pretty cool but um yeah that's just been kind of what's been going on um just had midterms didn't do too hot but didn't do absolutely the worst either um so it's not something you want to text home about and be like hey i might want to think about something else uh school's not working out but it's also not one you want to text and be like, hey, let's go out to dinner. I just made 100 on all my midterms. Um, so it's kind of middle of the road. And that's kind of where we're at. And my life is middle of the road. Uh, that's what it feels like. But that's the reason I'm doing this podcast, is maybe I won't be, or maybe I can get on the upper part of the road, where, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the upper part of the road's like. But maybe one day we'll get there. <laughs> And, um, yeah, I guess with now, without further ado, we can go ahead and get into the show. We're going to start with the Super Bowl recap, and then from there, just running it down one more time, from there, we're going to the Olympics, MLB lockout, WTF, does that mean with MLB lockout, and then we have the NBA awards for the halfway midseason mark, and then we have the Hawks push, we're sitting at number 10 in the Eastern Conference, and then we have the NHL playoffs are coming up, some good stuff packed show for you guys a little bit of a double double uh whammy i guess you could say because um 
I was able to get two weeks of stuff. I did plan on doing a podcast last week, but just got sidetracked. Obviously, things happen. It's name of the game. But um, we're here now, and we're getting this started. So now, without further ado, let's start Fat Roll Sports, episode 10. This is Connor, and let's get it, baby. Yeah, that was new. Bet you you guys hadn't heard that one before. Um, But yeah, let's go Super Bowl. This is what we're getting started with. And um, figured I'd actually start with the parlays that I had set. They were pretty fun. Even though I lost them, they're still pretty fun. So we'll go over them. It's still content, all that good stuff. And then we can get into my feelings over the game itself, um, betting aside. And then we can move on from there. So let's start with the Rams parlay. We had the Rams money line, check. Rams win by 1 to 13, check. Double result, Rams first half and second half, check. Under five and a half touchdowns, didn't get that one. Um, I had Cup, Mixon, and Michelle anytime touchdown. I only got Cup. And then we had Joe Burrow under 278, that was a check. We had Tyler Boyd, uh, uh, Tyler Boyd over 42 and a half, that was a check. We had Cam Akers under 65, that was a check, and Van Jefferson over 33 and a half. Um, I believe that was a check. It may have not been, um, but regardless, that comes out to seven and nine um, when you lump Cup, Mixon, and Michelle anytime touchdown all into one. Um, and then we can get into the Bengals parlay. We have the Bengals money line, didn't get it, over five and a half touchdowns, got that one. Bengals over 22.5, check. Rams under 26.5, check. And then Mixon and Higgins, anytime touchdown. Um, I got T. Higgins off that one. And then we had Joe Mixon over 60.5. That was a check. Joe Burrow over 278 and plus 300 yards. Both were a X. Then we had Tyler Boyd over 42, check. Higgins over 71, check. Chase over 78, check. Mixon over 23, check. So... Like I said, they were pretty fun. Um, I was close, but so, so far. And I'm going to repeat that later on. Uh, but like I said, it's just I was so close, but yet so far. It it was painful, but I was still able to enjoy the game. Regardless, I'm able to separate my betting life away from my sport enjoyment life. Um, it can be two separate entities at the same time. And um, let's go into the fun ones. I had a couple fun ones, um, as if those weren't fun enough. Um, These two, I just kind of had to, you know, just in case that they could happen. You know, if like it was a super run-heavy game, I wanted one like that. And then if it was like a super pass-happy game, I wanted one like that as well. So uh, for the first one, I had Cup, Mixon, Michelle, and Boyd anytime touchdown. And then I also had the Boyd first touchdown. That's where I messed up. Although Michelle didn't, Michelle Mixon uh, didn't score or Boyd. Um, Boyd first touchdown is the one that I would take back because I'll never do a first touchdown on a parlay because if you don't get that, then it busts the entire thing and then you have nothing to cheer for for the rest of the game. And besides your team, obviously, but when it's not your team, you have nothing to cheer for. Um, so yeah, I would do something different about that next time, 
But the next one, I had Mixon anytime touchdown and two-plus touchdowns. And then I had Michelle anytime touchdown and two-plus touchdowns. That was my run-heavy game in case both sides just came out and wanted to chug the train. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that didn't happen. And also, uh, yeah, Michelle just well, – I'll talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, but we'll scratch that part or draw a line through there. That's that's the parlays part. Um, that's all the bets that I had on the game. I also had the Rams to win the Super Bowl. I put that we I put that bet. Um, and probably I want to say two to three months before the Super Bowl. Um, so I won quite a hefty amount off that. But it was um something I had forgotten about honestly, and um. So that was pretty nice. Uh, so now onto my actual thoughts of the game. We have, uh, to be honest, one of my favorite Super Bowls I've watched in my lifetime. It was gritty. It was angry. Um, and it slowed down in the second half. But I I shouldn't even say that. It might have picked up in the second half. Like there were spurts of greatness, and then the defense did its job in other parts. Like it was just an all-around wholesome great game to watch and it was a good Super Bowl. Nothing like that 13 to 7 Patriots uh Rams Super Bowl last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl. And that was literally one of the hands down worst Super Bowls I'd ever watched in my lifetime. So just a few years removed from that, we get one of the best ones I've watched in my lifetime. So, can't complain. Rams finally got it done and uh we can move on to uh there's some people still heated, really heated, about that defensive holding call um, on the goal line that set up the Cooper Cup touchdown. But I know it's I know it's a technicality, but Logan Wilson technically held on that play. Like they called the right play, and on the on the replay you can see it. I know real time it probably wouldn't have looked like much, and 90% of the time they're not going to call it. But it got called in this game deciding play. Um, but like I under, you just can't be too mad. Um, because they also seem to forget that there was a TD off a of face mask to start the second half, a 75 yard touchdown, mind you. So they literally got the touchback. It was first play of the first of the second half. And it was awesome. T Higgins. It was awesome. But, um, they call the, they call the right call on that. There's no touchdown. Who knows? They might not score. Um, there's just a lot of things that could have gone differently. Um, so to write the whole game off on that one call is, um, I don't know. It's a little uh, childish and ignorant, if you ask me. But uh, I guess going on from there, even then, we have uh, my narrative, which was the Cincinnati Bengals were the Cincinnati Bearcats, where the Bearcats made it to the playoffs. That was enough for them. Cincinnati Bengals made it to the Super Bowl. That was enough for them. But Georgia Bulldogs and Matt Stafford, a Georgia Bulldog. Georgia Bulldogs, they made it to the championship, but they won the championship. That was enough for the Georgia Bulldogs. Then we have Matt Stafford over here. He's a Georgia Bulldog. Winning the Super Bowl was enough for Matt Stafford. That's what I'm talking about. So that was exactly how my narrative played out. But uh, aside from the Rams winning by 50, I know I also said that, but I said that I could see it happening just by looking from looking at the stats. That was the only reason, um, so I didn't lock that in. But uh, 
yeah. You give you give some, you gotta you gotta give some back. And uh or I said should say you get some, you gotta give some back. And um yeah, just so close yet so far in terms of my parlays. Um one of the biggest surprises for me was Michelle not getting a single touch. Um he got a single touch. I should I shouldn't say single, but uh the fact that he's been used as their workhorse the last I don't know seven eight weeks as their best running back and they decided to change it up on super bowl night give it to cam Akers, who can't find a hole and give it to the other guy daryl henderson jr who can't who actually did pretty well he did better than cam Akers, but regardless i don't know i don't know sony michelle was was the guy in my eyes um sean McVay saw it differently i don't know why you would change your game plan on the super bowl that's one of the dumbest things i could ever imagine doing um but he did it and it worked out for him barely and uh, I guess from there, that is all I have to say about the Super Bowl. Um, otherwise, great game. Really happy for Stafford. Um, extremely, extremely uh, disappointed for Joe Burrow and company. But I think they'll be back. He's very young. And I should I say that because we're in an age where there's a lot of young quarterbacks and everyone's high-powered and everyone has a chance to win now. So I understand that there's a chance that he may never be back there. But I think he's that type of guy where he he commands the field. He's going to be back. The defense plays for him. The offensive line plays for him. And they're a, they're a crummy offensive line. But they played for him. The receivers play for him. The running backs play for him. The coaches want to coach for him. It's a, it's a good environment over there. So I think they'll be back. And obviously Stafford, I don't think he's retiring. I think he may have another couple years. Aaron Donald, he may be retiring. Uh, legitimately, even though he said that he wants to run it back at the uh, at the parade that was kind of enticed by everybody else around him. So who knows? If he retires, he retires the best defensive lineman to ever play the, the football. <laughs> ever play the football. Yeah. Ever. Like, Aaron Donald's that guy. He's the paramount. And, um, yeah, that is my Super Bowl recap. So from here, we can go into the Olympics. We got some good stuff going. And, uh, yeah, we can just go ahead and kick it right off. Let's get it started. The USA finished with eight golds, which was tied with Sweden and the Netherlands. And we were one gold behind China and another eight golds off the lead. So we were close but far. And um, I guess whoever sat on top, that's Norway. They won it pretty much with 16 golds and number one in medals earned. So they raked this year with a K. Raked this year and uh in terms of usa we finished fourth in the golds and fifth in total medals earned which is a little lackluster but we won some fun events like the women's bobsled men's free ski slope style snowboard half pipe 500 meter all types of stuff so at least we took some names on the way to fourth and fifth place um but it sucks that china uh beat us by one that's always a bad one and I hate the exclusive. Uh, I'm not gonna get this word right. I might. Let's try it right now. Exclusivity. Boom. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Exclusivity. You just gotta get it out, and then it's the. You're, then you're good. You have the word exclusivity. Um, I hate the exclusivity of the Olympics on the uh, NBC network, which is uh, Peacock. They uh, pretty much, I don't know, took the entire Olympics. Didn't market it at all. Um, years past, the Olympics have been, it's a world event. 
It's a world competing event where we compete against other best athletes in the world. It's it should be a a I don't even know like a pillar of sports and I don't know American like pride patriotism but you never hear about it no one ever talks about it and um I'm trying to talk about it right now but it just sucks that it's being monopolized that's the word I was looking for that makes it so much easier monopolized by NBC and Peacock and um it just sucks it's what Amazon Prime's going to do next year with uh, NFL football on Thursday night. Um, it just, it's a weird world we're coming to. We're coming to an exclusivity world, which is kind of trash. But regardless of that, we uh, we did all right. Fourth and fifth place, I'll take it. Um, I know I just ranted about NBC for like, I don't know, a, a minute straight, but uh, we'll save that for another day. So, fourth and fifth place really isn't the worst. In uh, hindsight, I guess to kind of wrap up the Olympics, it does suck that China beat us. Those commie bastards. But, uh, yeah, stuff happens, and we'll move on. But uh, hopefully next Olympics is a little more advertised, you know? Who knows? But, um, yeah, we can get into a little MLB lockout news. But before that, we have a WTF does that mean? And it's going to be about lockout. So we'll be learning about lockouts and what exactly that means. And usually what that pertains to and why it's a big deal. So yeah, let's go ahead and get that started. God, it's been a minute since I've done one of these. Welcome back to a WTF Does That Mean? I may have done it a couple episodes ago. So it hasn't actually been that long. But WTF does that mean we're getting started. We're going to go over lockout and what it pertains to and uh, what it actually means. And you know what? We're going to go ahead and tie in the MLB segment into this as well because it's a short segment. There's really not much to talk about, just that they're not playing right now. Um, But yeah, we'll get into it. Lockout itself is a disagreement between two sides. When one side decides to uh, stop negotiations and will not participate in uh, said agreement, contract talks, or anything like that, until there is an agreement made by both sides for the future, which um, in this case pertains to the CBA and the MLBPA and the MLB. But it can also pertain to organizations, companies, business, companies and businesses, same thing. But, you know, like, big movie projects, all that type of stuff, anything involving a contract or anything of that sort has this type of stuff. There can be a lockout. But in this case, like I said, it pertains to the MLBPA and the MLB, which the MLB is all the owners. MLB Players Association is all of the players. Hopefully you gathered that. And we can move on from there. They don't agree on what's uh, on the money, on the TV deals, all that good stuff basically the fine print and there was a set deadline i believe earlier this week or the week or last week that it was set that deadline was set because opening day was in danger of not happening which is a big big deal i don't know why it's a big deal it's not a big deal to me uh i i don't know why it's a big deal but it is a big big deal that's all anybody's talking about and 
the MLB, they proposed a resolution, and the MLBPA, they denied it. So, and that was on that day of the deadline. They denied the last proposal. So, supposedly, games are in danger of being not played. But in my in my mind, I don't know. It should make things better. It adds it adds to the um, what is intensity? You know, games mean more. Um, I think the MLB needs a little more of that. Same thing with the NBA and NHL. It's just too long of a season. But with all that said, um, it's gonna suck if I don't see my Braves play. And I understand the Braves are part of the problem. Understand that they are problem part of the problem. Because we we signed Ozzy and Acuna to literally robbery deals. They deserve to be paid so much more. And I'm not sure if it's partly due to the agent or what happened or the language barrier or maybe they just had never seen that much money. I'm not sure. But that's part of the problem. And I'm not sure if that's part of the problem being discussed. I just know that that is part of the problem. Like, it's just too... The game is too old. You got to change some things. The NFL is changing every year. Soccer, not so much, but you don't really need to change much. You just run around on a field. But lacrosse, I know they change things a lot. Basketball, sometimes as well. Uh, There's just a lot of things can happen and a lot of things need to change in order for this game to continue and really to have a fan base. So I'm on the player's side and I guess that'll wrap up. My WTF Does That Mean and MLB segment. We got a two-parter for you. Um, So, yeah, that's a lockout when two sides don't agree. And on a future agreement, and or one side necessarily definitely doesn't agree. and But it can be both sides. And then also the MLBs locked out, all that good stuff, in danger of losing games, yada, yada, yada. And thank you for listening. WTF Does That Mean? We will move on to the... NBA and Hawks push. Let's get it started. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. NBA. We have the midseason awards. Um, don't have too much actually, but uh, midseason awards kind of gonna get kind of going to include, uh, you know, some. Big trades, broken records, Hawks update, biggest surprise, and uh, all because it's the 75th anniversary, so why not? You know, we might as well do it. Um, Let's start at the top of the list. We have 20 games left in the season, roughly, so a little less than that, probably like 18 games left. And um, we can start with the Warriors getting Klay Thompson back after 941 days off the court. Uh, I believe he tore his ACL, and then he tore his Achilles, something like that, or vice versa, playing pickup basketball right after he got healthy, after he tore his ACL, tore his, AC, tore his Achilles, and that was just a huge, huge shock. It sucks, but he, he made it back. Big, big deal. And then his splash brother, Steph Curry, became the all-time leader in three-pointers made. That's a big, big accomplishment, career accomplishment. That'll stand for a very, very long time because Steph Curry's not done playing. Uh, He's got probably at least another five or six years. And then moving on, we had Chris Paul become the first with 20,000 points and 10,000 assists. That is an incredible plaque to have in your basement. 
if I do say so myself. And then we had Mello, uh, Carmelo Anthony. He climbed a ninth all-time scoring. Uh, huge, huge accomplishment for him as well. And then we have th- some of the surprises. And I'm going to start with the Grizzlies, mostly due to Jaw Morant. Uh, his effort has gotten them to third in the Western Conference. That's a huge, huge deal. I think he's averaging like 21 points per game or something like that. Could be 16. I don't even know. I, It's either 21 or 16. But he's playing incredible, though, regardless. And he's the reason that the, that the Grizzlies have a chance at, honestly, going to the finals this year. Not the biggest chance, but a small chance. And he's the reason. Let's see. Next surprise is DeMar DeRozan. He uh he's having his breakout year in his thirteenth year. That's what's the surprise. Um, it's his first year with the Bulls, and he's averaging twenty eight points per at twenty eight points per game. That's an incredible amount, especially for Demar Derozan, who's one of my favorite players in the league. He's probably my favorite player behind Kawhi, and Kawhi's my favorite player. So this is this is a big deal, and I'm very very happy for him. Extremely happy for him. The Bulls are doing well. And um, I guess last of the news is more of just a opinionated guess slash statement. And uh, it's Jokic or MB is winning the MVP. So, um, yeah, do with that as you will. Lock it in. Uh, lock in both of them if you want. Put in $20 on both of them if you want. One of them's winning. That's all I'm saying. And uh, so with all that taken care of, we can get into the Hawks update. With our record at, I believe it's 28 and 30, or 20, 29 and 32, or something like that. I don't know. We're we're still we still haven't changed much. We're still right under 500. We're at 10th in the Western Conference, which is that last slot to make it into the play-in tournament, which is a big big deal because, like I always say, once you make it to the playoffs, which I know the play-in tournament's not playoffs, but it's technically not regular season. Once you make it there, it's a whole new season. It's an entirely new season, and I, I'm hoping the Hawks can capitalize on that. But regardless, we we got to make it in there first. And we're sitting at number ten. There's a there's a team only a game behind us, but we're also a game behind the uh the team in front of us. So it's it's a little give and take there. I'm not quite sure what's gonna happen. Uh, we'll see how things shake out, but. The Hawks need to do something about it. DeAndre Hunter needs to figure out his shot. I think he was like 2 for 16 or 2 for 10. Regardless, two shots or two, not even two shots. I think it was two points, and it was off free throws. And that's supposed to be our shooter, or one of them. So I don't know. It's just some things got to heat up, especially right now. Uh, this is the time that you got to kick things into gear. But um, that would be the Hawks wrap-up for me. And uh, then we can kind of finish it off with some NHL. So let's go ahead and get into that, and we'll call it a night. All right, so for the NHL, to get some pucks on the ice, you know, a little lingo for you. (laughs) We have, uh, I'm just kind of going to go down the standings because the playoffs start, I believe, after April 29th. April 29th, so the playoffs are coming up for NHL, just like they are for NBA, like I just talked about. But uh, regardless, I'm going to go through the Eastern Metropolitan. We'll start with that. Carolina, Pittsburgh, New York Rangers, and Washington. Those are the four teams that are probably into the playoffs right now um, for the Metropolitan. And then the Atlantic, 
the Eastern Atlantic, we have Tampa Bay, Florida, Toronto, and Boston. So the Tampa Bay Lightning, they might win it all again this year. Um, I'll give my pick at the end of this. It uh, shouldn't be too long of a segment. Uh, I don't have much to say because I haven't been able to watch much of it, but I'm, I, I can still read off some stats. That's, that's the least I could do for you guys. And then um, we have the Western Central. That is Colorado, St. Louis, Minnesota, and Nashville. Oh, the Nashville Preds are making it in again. Okay. So uh, happy with that. Very happy with that. And then we have the Western Pacific. We have the Calgary Flames, Los Angeles, Vegas, Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton Oilers, they're a, I don't know. I don't really like them, but uh, who knows? They might they might make a push. So I guess with that, we can go with, so the playoff picture right now, Carolina, Pittsburgh, New York Rangers, Washington, Tampa Bay, Florida, Toronto, Boston. And then the Western, we have Colorado, St. Louis, Minnesota, Nashville, Calgary, Los Angeles, Vegas, and the Edmonton Oilers. And that would do it for the playoff picture as if it were to start tomorrow. Um, obviously, there's quite a few games left to play, but uh, my pick to win the 2021-2022 sorry, NHL Stanley Cup, locking it in right now, is going to be the closest team to me, the one that I go to to go place my bets, the one where they have a rink right on Broadway and a mile away. Is where the Tennessee Titans play. I'm taking the Nashville Predators to win the NHL Stanley Cup 2022. Let's go, baby. Lock it in. $300,000. Don't have that much money, but if I did, it'd be going on the Preds, baby. Because they're not losing. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's going to wrap up my NHL. Hopefully you guys got a little bit out of that. And we can get into the outro which is just going to be a kind of little recap for you guys so you guys can remember somewhat what I talked about. We had the Super Bowl 56 recap. I had my game my game recap, and then I had my betting recap. Two separate entities, like I said. Then we have the Olympics. Kind of went through that, all our medals and the exclusivity aspect. And then we had the MLB lockout with the WTF. Does that mean they were paired? And then we had uh, also the NBA awards. We just went over those midway season mark. Then the Hawks push into the 10th place right now. We need to do something a little bit about that. DeAndre Hunter, he might need to step up. Who knows? We'll figure it out. Hopefully, we'll figure it out. And then uh, just went over the NHL standings. Not much else to go over there. Um, And I guess we can call it a day at that, guys. That's going to be it for Fat Roll Sports, episode 10. And I appreciate you guys for listening. Hopefully you guys will tune in next time for Fat Roll Sports, episode 11. We have the Combine coming up, a lot of good stuff. So there's some good stuff to talk about. Hopefully the MLB might start playing. Um, the playoffs are coming up, NBA and NHL. Got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Um Maybe shoot me some other ideas if you want me to talk about some other things, some F1, some golf. I have a lot of interest. I'm just not sure what the crowd wants to listen to. So I just kind of talk about everything. And um, the crowd really likes the football one. I will say that. So when football season comes back around, we're definitely going to do a lot more football. But as of right now, looking for ideas. So shoot me some, and 
I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, and I hope you guys have an incredible rest of your day. This is Connor for Fat Roll Sports, signing out. Mm-hmm.